1: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall.
2: Well, here we are and here we go, all aboard as we hit the road. But which road, listeners? Are we rocking on the road to relegation? Or are we on the road, rocking towards championship survival? As unlikely as it seemed just a few weeks ago, Neil Bomber-Harris has injected a belief, hunger and desire into the previously lacklustre Lions and suddenly, well, anything seems possible, especially after that fantastic 2-1 win over local rivals Charlton Athletic yesterday. (music) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the South East London Derby edition of Achtung All. My name is Nick Hart and today we've got a packed show for your delectation. First up, we had my stream of consciousness, as I call it, recorded at yesterday's dramatic events at the Den. Then in part two, we've got the welcome return of show regular Charlie Mahoney to pick over the bones of three very welcome points for the Lions yesterday. And finally, in part three, we welcome an excellent Charlton guest to the show in the shape of Carl Andrews, who blogs for the London 24 Twitter feed, as well as on the long-running Voice of the Valley fanzine. So a big welcome to Carl later on in the show. Stay tuned for that. So now we're going to rewind you 24 hours back to the den yesterday afternoon. Good Friday afternoon. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the South East London Derby. El Sebastico, I think it's known. My name is Nick Hart and I'm your Ziggy Stardust for the afternoon, whilst you, my dear audience, are my Spiders from Miles. Pretty much introductions. A big roar for Tony Cascarino, Jimmy Carter, Heroes of 88, Brian Hall. I can see Daniel. Les Briley's come out now. You can hear what that's produced. Gathering crowd in here.
1: A promotion
2: Mr. Paul Robinson. Spoiler alert. It's Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson. There you go, listeners. Paul Robinson returns to the thing. Have a listen to that. Jimmy Carter salutes him. Nice touch. Nice touch. a nice nice little pre-match ceremony for you listeners let's have this one to the sides. not problem about a jolt on the side are we really unchanged side, listeners. unchanged side. Have you ever heard that this season? <laughs> Same side took the field. Look, Brentford did really well there. Desperately unlucky to give up a two-goal lead there. What can they do today against Charlton? In terms of big game here, this has got a group of Chinese tourists down in front of me. Five guys. No problem. No, no, no hassle. They're all taking pictures though with the uh, iPad and the various, um, you know, larger devices. It's quite interesting. They took their time finding their seats and everything. They're all sat in the right seats. I think this is going to be an English cultural experience for them. A valuable one, I hope. A valuable one. they will certainly learn some new English words. I've not heard them before. Anglo-Saxon in origin. I think there's a few tourists in here though. A couple of guys just come in who look like Swedish or Dutch and they were studying the seat numbers. I think we've got quite a few casual visitors, shall we call them. Neutrals. There's not a neutral atmosphere here today. It's going to be quite a game. I'm anticipating a good cutthroat, old-fashioned end-to-end London Derby. That's what I'm anticipating. we'll get that, I don't know. There's a lot of footage being taken on these guys' phones, i tell you that much. About okay, four or five devices, all furiously filming, the game ain't kicked off yet. South East London derby is, of course, almost one-sided in the in the whole of footballdom, Christendom footballdom, whatever you want to call it. Um, 33 mil wins, 25 draws, and just 11 Charlton wins since the dawn of time. That gives you some measure of uh, the difference between the two sides in this particular derby. Clearly, shown have played at a higher level more often in recent times for some reason. Reasons beyond my imagination. We've always had the whip hand in the South East London classic gold, El Spastico. Let's hope that continues today, ladies and gentlemen. Chinese tourists are looking bewildered what's going on around them. There's a whole bunch of blokes pointing away in, calling it on. I think they think they're falling into some kind of sociology experiment, a bad one from Beijing University a lot of pre-match gesturing going on there. The old Chinese are writing, th- they're taking notes. This is like an introduction to a different world. I don't mean it's like this in the Chinese, League. League. a few tunes, listeners. Shoulder with a strange red with a of white insert shirt. Horrible shirt, actually. I don't like that. That's not an old-fashioned children's shirt at all. Their traditional dark blue and whites, as we know and we love. shirt is some kind of 1960s op art experiment, where the artist would do um, optical illusion art. I don't know if you've ever seen any of this stuff. Maybe you should. Maybe it's not really appropriate forum or platform for this kind of talk. But it's got kind of curious zigzaggy designs all over it. I think it's inter- inclined to take into to a higher plane and maybe a fourth dimension, man. Put yourself down the take Bank side if you want more of that stuff, listeners. See, we're at the den.
1: We're going to do our part, right? We're going to do our part.
2: The chorus... Big, big chorus, that's what we like. Stadium, rock chorus. Tourists furious furiously taking pictures around me. <laughs> What's going to become of this footage? It's are going to go on YouTube. It's going to go on the Chinese Embassy website. Good Friday at the Den. You know when the last time we played at home and a good Friday was? Have a little thing. I'll give you a little moment to have a think about it, and I'll come back to you with an answer later on, right? When was the last time Millwall played at home on a good Friday? I couldn't think of it, and I had to check this. I guess I've got it wrong, so am one or two uh, penicty types out there might correct me. But I have a little think, and I'll come back to you at half time with the answer to that question. When was the last time that Millwall played at the den of a good Friday? Here we go. Choke will kick you off. Attacking Colbo Lane in the first half. The Mill throw in this first. Mill throw in, First attack of Millwood for Millwood. we for the second minute of the game. there will be a throw in from Dan Harding. Down in front of me and block one. Martin Milford can't quite check it. It's a sliding attack from the 20. A roar of disapproval from the Millwall fans down below. I'll tell you what. The Millwall stands look pretty full. A few, a few seats dotted around. And the very ends of the two... And the three mil stands shoulder looks like it's full up on the upper tier only so it's only the downstairs deck that's clear so I'm predicting about 14, 15,000 crowd in here today that's not bad is it? well it's all touching right a grind ball for Lee Greg almost on the end of it unlucky kind of angle crossing for Ed Upson it's probably just about a yard too far for Ed Upson unlucky a first real chance of the game five minutes Lee Craig he does well wins a free kick down but on the left hand side Little bit of spat with Solly, number twenty, down in front of me. Referees talking to Solly. What might he be saying? That'll be a Wally. Very very sorry. Golly. I'll stop there. It's a middle free kick. Ed Upson's gonna take. He's got a yellow card. Solly weren't a so Sorry. They keep talking, he might get another one. Keep talking, Solly. Uh, runs away now. That's going to be a middle free kick. Cholton got everyone back for this. So in comes a free kick from Head Ups and floated in centre. It's glanced behind off Cholton Head. It's going to be a middle corner, listeners. Right start for the Lions. This is what we want to see. Sean Williams over on the far side as I look. Over by the uh, docker stand. Close the corner in. It looks like it's more near post. It's glanced up and over. That's going to be a corner again. Second corner in succession for Millwall. The free wants to have a word in the six-yard box. Who's having a word with? Charlton goalkeeper Lee Gregory, having a contretemps. So back to the action. Here comes Sean Williams. He's going to take the second corner in succession for Millwall. He floats it kind of deeper towards the public spot. That's way too far for head-ups, and he collects somehow. Wow. Twisting and turning on his got a man on him. He does brilliantly well. Into the box is Sid Nelson. Shot deflects. That's going to be a third corner in succession. All turning up the pressure, listeners. The battle between Lee Gregory and the Charlton 12 in the in 6-yard the box. throw's leaning into Greggs, he's leaning against him, balls bouncing around. Headed wide, here comes Sean Williams again, another chance to float it in there. He does, it's on to Aidan O'Brien, he flicks it on. It's cleared, Jimmy Adu collects back to the halfway line to Dan Harding. Sustained Mill pressure, so far no end result for it. That's a long ball. Sean Williams, ooh, I thought he did a miracle, he didn't quite do a miracle, just on the wrong side, it was a miracle minus, miracle light. 15 minutes gone, we'll start the brighter of the two sides, Sean just coming back into it in the last couple of minutes, referee the slag gives a free kick to Sean for something I can't tell you what happened there, Gregory making a couple of... Uh Tackles in there. I mean, Mill really did press from the front. That's one thing I have noticed in recent weeks since Harris ta- has taken over. We do shouldn't be pressing much higher up the pitch and forcing errors as we've just done here. Now, as Mill on the tack is Wolford coming down the left side is Harding now, just overlapping. A ball across the middle, just over the bar from Ed Upson, um, headed over him up just outside the six yard box. 18 minutes gone. Something else I've noticed in my infinite wisdom is that Lee Gregory's put himself around a lot more, getting involved there with the Charlton 22-1 defenders. And Gregory's not the biggest of boys, is he? But he's putting himself about. He's mixing it with this, this chap, and i like to see that. That's what we want, to have a Millwall forward. And Lee Gregory, like Steve Morrison perhaps a couple of years ago in the famous incident where Kenny Jacket told him to get a bit more horrible well Lee Gregory's getting a bit more horrible and I think that is to be applauded I'm sure every single Mill listened to this show will applaud the horribleness, the newfound horribleness of Lee Gregory Mill making it their business to be first to the ball they just lost out on this one no, Cummings has run back and Abdo. fantastic work by Jimmy Abdu showing getting muscled out of the game listeners at the moment you can hear what the middle crowd are making of that. Joel are getting second best to the 50-50 balls. Ada Blows chasing the goalkeeper, forcing the pace. Listen to what the crowd think of that. Again, right, behind the lines now, listeners, as you can hear. They're all looking very, very good value, listeners. Very much in the ascendancy at the moment. They need that goal, though. Schulton not completely out of it at the moment it's still nil-nil but Mill we'll need to make this pressure count otherwise it could come back and bite us on the back side on the attack the seven puts it through there's a oh I thought that was a goal <laughs> the nine put it wide I thought it was in the net there was a stunned moment and it's gone behind for a Mill goal kick break there listeners, I think that probably should have been a goal. he did well to reach that through ball from the 7 the 9, uh, put it wide thankfully but it was a heart stopping moment there, I can do without heart stopping moments at my age another heart stopping moment there, um, I was just checking the time looked up and saw Josh Urivelt try and head it back to uh, David Falls with the Cholton forward, rushing onto to the ball he just headed, almost, almost got on the end of it as it is, it's a free kick from Millwall that's the second heart stopping moment is it the third heart-stopping moment that kills you? you? If you dream that you die, do you die? I don't know. Do you dream in colour, or black and white? I'm getting a bit Freudian there, aren't we? Maybe we should leave it. We'll win the ball back, here's Upson again, coming down the right-hand side, he's got, they overlapping, he finds Williams inside him. Aidan can't control, his Walford! Off the line!
1: Penalty! Shot from the players! A middle penalty! This does! Penalty! Handball! 27 minutes! Grab off! Is he going to go off? All players are pleading for it. Did handball, should go.
2: Referee ball, is going to bottle it. What's he going to do? He's thinking about it. He's gone!
1: The car! The winning! That was work by the middle players, Well, I believe it is within the rules. And so the appeal for it, and ball,
2: out of 10 men, Solly, I'm very sorry, you've got to go, you're a bit of a wally. Solly, got on the floor, disgusted with that decision, big moment in the match, listeners, big, big, big moment, Lee Gregory lines it up there, and here we go, massive moment in the game, coming up for the 30th minute, away we go, Greg comes up and takes, it's saved, Saved by the goal, Joel, goalkeeper, down low left. Oh! Joel fans in ex- ecstasy. What'll come. Now? Oh, teleballs, rain the missiles. <laughs> I think it's their, their, their oyster cards are getting chucked on the pitch. I want them back on their coaches to go home. Just taking the wind out of the mill sails for the moment. I think that missed penalty. We will need to reform, think about it. We've got a man advantage now. We played really brightly in the opening half an hour. Penalty was an opportunity. It's gone missing. There we are. We've got to move on from that. And we've got to make this extra man count. And the way to make that count is to keep the tempo high, as we have been. In comes a six. Big boy. Andre, somebody. I didn't catch his name. Andre Previn, I think it was. Not Andre Previn. He was on the Morgan & show, famously. Wasn't he was an orchestra leader. But a defender. looks like a defender. He like a kind of a, a Charlton version of Danny Chitou. Slight lull in proceedings, listeners. We come up for 38 minutes. A little drop in, in the tempo. We'll need to get in the dressing room. I think and just have a little bit of a rethink. They stretch Cholk in that first half, and they stretch them by pressing high, pressing hard and fast. And I think that way it lies the uh, the route to winning this game potentially as is we're sitting off Charlton and we're going to let them back in. That makes the old traditional harder game against 10 men thing come true, isn't it? We're just sitting back off of Charlton slightly at the moment. I think they're wary about getting caught with a sucker punch, which means that we're falling back in front of the ball when really we, we, we had our best value out of the calf, when we've got out of them and pressed the tackles up high. 38 minutes gone there. Cummings over on the right-hand side. Momentum just slightly gone from Mill at the moment. We need to re our mojo. Charlton have actually looked improved since the man's got sent off for me. Um fair play to them. They've raised their work rate. They're passing the ball. which seems to be a strength of theirs. And they've actually not looked as out of it as they did with 11. So uh, make of that whatever you want to, listeners. And there it is. That's the last action of the first half. 0-0 at the break. Big big moment it was the the penalty miss and sending off for the Charlton twenty Solly. Um, seemed to take the wind out of Mill's sails slightly, as it as it clearly will. Big blow of confidence. as just fat being you know rebuilt from a very fragile state. Charlton have raised their game since going down to ten men. Have not looked as out of it for me as I said earlier. Um, but overall, that was Mill's half. But Mill still need that critical goal. listeners. So us We'll
4: be right back. Achtung. Mehlball, Mehlball.
2: I think I you a little bit of a competition earlier didn't you know, I the start of the game when was the last good Friday home game that we had well, I couldn't think of it driving over here but I had a quick look on the Millwall history website as far as I can make out and correct me if I am wrong um, the, last great, the, the, the last good Friday home game for Millwall was played at the den the old den we're talking about April 16th 1976 and we're talking about Millwall 3 Brighton 1 which was an immense game 23,000 people in the den that day and probably more in actual fact because you know there was a that kind of lackadaisical turnstile thing going on there um trevor lee goals from trevor lee a brilliant overhead kick as i recall john Seasman and terry brisley for the lions the fantastic 3 one win and if i remember rightly we came back the next day the next day and played chesterfield two 0 win i think next day something like that those were the days um, now I, I as far as i can tell plenty of good friday games but all played away from home the last Millwall home game on a good Friday that I can detect is 1976 Millwall 3 Brighton Hogarbe won a lifetime ago. How about that?
4: Achtung, Millwall.
2: Just looking back over the years for a few old versus Cholton Derby games Charlton 0-0-3 in 1988 that was a wonderful game played at the time um, at Selhurst Park Charlton were very much on the downers at that stage I think they were uh, evicted from the valley which was being, um, but wasn't being, was being rebuilt at that stage That was still derelict and they were having to play over at Selhurst Park And we went down I think we were near the top of the league at that point second or third in the table brilliantly sunny day fantastic result 3-0 um, a day that kind of uh, it was sun-soaked and lives in my memory it was almost like an eternal blue sky of a day. I remember uh, Les Briley scoring for us. Um, Cholton were very much on the. They were working out of a porter cabin over on the far side of, um, of, of Selrose Park. It was, it, was, it was actually kind of sad. I, I found it sad that a, a club like Cholton could be in that kind of position. A couple of years later, of course, the um, those that know of work in Greenwich will remember the Valley Pass who staged um, an amazing fans' fight back via the elections of 1990. I guess to um, actually win agreement from Greenwich Council to return to the Valley and rebuild it. And the rest is history. They've, they've gone from strength to strength ever since that return to the Valley, apart from obviously the dip into League One a couple of years ago. Um, but I say well done to Charlton for that, because thats that, I remember that I worked in the area at the time, worked on the Ferrier Estate. Um, quite a few people I knew and residents I knew were part and parcel of that Valley party, and it was, it was quite something to see. Away we go, listeners. Second half, 45 minutes. We Mill just looking a little bit aimless at the moment Harding's just got a very poor pass forward, Trying to find Wolford, put it straight out of play um, As I say, it's been a bit of a lull really Since the, the penalty miss I, I do hope there's not a sense that That was our moment, our moment has passed Because we've actually looked quite bright When we've worked the ball When we kept it moving fast and zipping around But uh, that's slightly gone off the boil Since that incident in the first half Seven shots from outside the penalty We're a million miles away despite the cackles You've got to be careful, you've got to be careful, 55 minutes gone, more starting to move the ball about and just stretch the game a little bit, and that's the way we're going to get some pay out of the situation. Substitution, Jimmy Abdu's coming out of the game, is Gray? McGuire mm-hmm. Gray comes in. 60th minute of the game. A lot of Mill pressure at the moment, listeners, Charlton very much sitting back, soaking it up. Relentless Mill pressure there, listeners, it is relentless. 25 minutes to go in a game. A rear choke with four A forwards. Overlapping player here. The 14 over on the left hand side. Not a situation to get caught with the old sucker punch, which is our downfall. Here's the um, 21 now. Drinking about it on the left hand side of the middle penalty. He floats it in. That's a net ball. That's a goal. Oh Jesus. Whoa! Back-heeled it into the net. 67 minutes gone. That's heartbreaking. That is absolutely fucking gutting. That has stunned the Millwood crowd. Stunned me, if I'm honest with you. listeners, I don't know what to say at the moment. i to forgive any lack of verbal room in my conversation at the moment. Um, that was heartbreaking. Some kind of flare. Got off in the shoulder. Oh, dear, oh, dear. A red flare. That doesn't speak volumes for the modern day support. I don't know what does. Mill substitution, the Hoff's coming in. God preserve us. It's good Friday. It's a day for resurrections and crucifixions. Here comes the Hoff. In for Dan Harding. Second mill substitution's like Nikki Bailey's coming in. Ups and leaves, not sure about that, but there we are, Harris is the man. Monday's more the day for resurrections off the hospital bed, but Bailey's made an early comeback today on Good Friday. Hoff does well, wins the ball, is Williams, can't get a shot on goal, balls to grey.
1: a fat belly sign of someone <laughs> what a goal Mill back in the game what can Mill do, can we press on
2: we've got 12 minutes oh flow in trying to find the half. can't win it, can't win a header he's only 6 foot 8, he can't win a fucking header 6 minutes to go in this game listeners 6 minutes, can we find something attack here. The eight's got it down by the corner flag. It's into the box. Oh Jesus Christ! The eighteen have a free header. hell, don't do this to me, Millwall. Put it wide. Thank Christ for that. Five minutes left in the game. Nice flick on from Gueye finds Meyerhofer, Now Gregory over on the left hand side. Little dinked cross in. Maya Hoffa it over as oh, a corner. It's a corner. I think the half of the service, I thought he put it miles wide, miles over. And it's a north corner Four minutes left in the game, listeners. And it comes. Long, deep, 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 deep. It's gone to uh, Bailey over on the other corner for I guess how deep it was. He cuts it back. It's grey. What can he do? Shot go! goal.
1: Goal! Yes! A to one mil wall! Jesus Christ, fuck me! Bounding around apparently I could you an awful ace in the photo. Overalls feet who starts it in 2-1-0-1! I'm
2: lost for words. I'm sorry, I can't think of what to say. I'm supposed to be doing a show, I can't know what to say. Forgive me scenes of joy all around the day and the place is going mental. You can imagine it. You can hear it. Three minutes to go with regular plus any extra time that's given. Place nice. is rocking listeners. We're all well since we've heard that. Fantastic sliding tackle by Nicky Bailey. Late, 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 the game has come back from injury, and that was an immense tackle there. John, just had a, a sniff of the ball there.
1: Six minutes, six minutes. Climbing.
2: Showing on the attack now, it's a 20 down by the... Oh, Bailey took, took it off of Paul's arms there, so it gives him a corner. Fuck me. Charlton Seven's got a corner down in front of me here. Charlton goalkeeper's come forward for it. Number one, he's been their man of the match for me out of this game. Gone for it, he's headed it over. Last minute of the game, i make it. Long ball forward as Charlton goalkeeper's overcommitted. Ain't no prime, can he get a goal? Sean Williams shoots his wide. Madness. March madness, April madness. This will be last salute for Charlton. i making it within the last minute. They've got a free kick on the halfway line. This will be everything for the goalkeeper staying back this time. Last kick stand for Charlton. Pumped forwards. In it comes. the wins. popping around over the bar left hand side. Charlton's still got to ball opportunity, the 12's got it, he's a goal scorer, back across the mall, penalty area, Jesus,
1: there he is, 2-1 first home wins this October, we're going to get it, Millwall so Mill 2-1, Middle players collapse on the pitch, Schoen players collapse, there's a right here for
2: Brian Schoen, let's speak fairly here, we've just won the game, we've it was a massive, massive effort by both teams. Millwall, they really stood up, Goal to goal down, heartbreakingly late in the, in the game. Penalty, massive moment, penalty, miss. And they had the balls and the bollocks to come back in.
1: And with it, hope lives on. Here's the tune game on for a long time. And we're it out with this one. We're going to be back after the messages with Charlie Mahoney.
4: Milbao. Milbao.
2: Big welcome to the show, Charlie Mahoney. Welcome back, Charlie. Hello, Nick. How are you doing, mate? I'm fucking exhausted, Charlie. <laughs> okay, I'm, yeah. I'm worn out. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> well,
5: I think I think that was a draining game, to be honest. You forget when you don't watch that many games down there that lack and the tension and the sort of events. I was contrasting
2: in my mind, I, was, I mean, during that second half, I mean, um, when we went the goal down um, in, the, in late in the second half there, um, I was thinking back to, um, it was a game with Norwich, wasn't it, where we lost 4-1 um, yes. at home, and it was only a few weeks ago now, and Holloway was in charge, and the atmosphere of the place was so flat, Charlie, that I, I, part of me wondered whether we'd ever get Millwall back again. You know, you had that kind of sense that something had gone and passed, and then you got today's turnout, and it was just an immense afternoon.
5: That's it, events like that are special in any season, but I think because mm. we've been deprived... Of them so much. So totally. I mean, it was it was even better, really, and um, I don't think I've been that pleased with it since I was coming out of Craven Cottage back in August. Really, no,
2: I mean you're right. I mean that was it was an immense performance all round. I mean um, we we did well at Brentford uh, last week. Uh, no, it was just over a week ago now, and it. Um, we did well there, and we were unlucky there. And I must admit, when we missed the penalty in the, in the midway through that first half, I, I kind of feared that we would go off the boil. We, we dominated that opening stage of the game, didn't we? I, I thought we really played played very, very well in that opening phase of the first half, and got the penalty. And then I just, it just we just went off the boil a little
5: bit after that. I felt. Yeah, I think the first half is sort of un- undoubtable. Evidence that we're making progress under Harris. I mean, I wouldn't say it was spectacular, but there was a feeling that we were actually imposing ourselves on a home game in a way that we hadn't really done all season.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a strange thing. Really, I mean, and I suppose this is a classic football moment. We we won the penalty. Um, it looked like a good penalty shout for me, but I, I guess I'm biased. I know a lot of the Charlton fans are doing their nut about the penalty decision, and then the obviously the consequent red card. Um, so when we were, you know we'd miss the penalty, that can happen. We're then facing ten men, and it's a classic situation where you struggle against the reduced side, isn't it? And and that I thought Charlton raised their game after that. In all fairness to them.
5: I felt really, um, really sort of scared about the prospect of the second half during the break. I, I genuinely thought there was a possibility we could go on to lose it because we struggle against 10 men anyway. And as you say, I don't think that advantage really came across for large portions of the second half.
2: No, I mean, we, 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 we look good against the 11. I mean, why this works out this way, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe only someone on the inside of the football world could ever tell you the answer to this question. But we've seen it many, many times, haven't we? Where the opposition go down to 10. We saw it against Huddersfield earlier on in the season. And I, I just could see. We we again we, we had a huge amount of, pre- of of pressure in the second half. I thought we, there was long spells where the ball was just, you know, being played around the Charlton penalty area, um,
5: and a, and the, the sucker punch, you could almost feel it coming, and then lo and behold, it did. No, it was it was ridiculous. It just felt so inevitable when they scored. Really, sort of soft guy. Yeah, soft from their player. Soft goal. I mean, I, I I
2: thought they moved the ball quite well for with ten men. I mean, and, and that we, we did struggle. We, we we let our tempo drop, Charlie. I felt we we looked at our best when we press high. We the tackling starts from Gregory and O'Brien backwards, and that's what we did in the opening phase of the first half. We didn't really recover that until after we got a goal down. In all in all, all fairness.
5: I always think we're quite flat when we come out after half time anyway away. Something I've always seemed to notice at the den. I think. Probably can, especially in these big games, you can probably put that down to the fact that it takes a while for the atmosphere to get going again. Do you think
2: that's all bracing that we get half-time, that 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 kills off any sense of drama and uh, <laughs> tension? <laughs> <It's laughs> it, it was a disorganised mess. There wasn't even a stopwatch running today. It was just basically two kids in large over-inflated over, over inflated footballs going up and down the
5: pitch. But I, I think you could feel the morale just sort of being drained out of everyone after the penalty mix as well. And really what we could have done is the, the first half going on a bit longer because that was the, the main period where we were asking questions of Cholton. When you put a break in that, it sort of uh, gives them a chance to uh, reassess what they're going to do in a second half because you've got to change it tactically when you lose a man. And I think they, without wanting to really praise Cholton, I think they did that quite effectively.
2: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say the same. I thought they they came out um, reformed in the second half. They were clinging on a little bit. They 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 cut the old two banks of f- um, four defenders behind the ball, which is what they were going to do. And then they got the ball forwards. They did move it quite nicely going forwards. And then they got the goal. And I've got to be honest, when they scored that goal, it was like a back heeled in effort, wasn't it, from their forward? Um, I I sunk deep into my coat and I thought, oh Jesus, this you know that it was a gutting blow. And um, I thought we weren't going to come back from that. If, if I'm honest with you.
5: I've got to say, after they scored, that's probably the lowest I've felt all season. And we've had some really bad times down there. But I just thought this is where it's all going to sort of be wrapped up sort of neatly, the fact that we're going down and it's going to be the first time this mob have beat us in a couple of decades as well.
2: Since the Boer War, I think. That was the last <laughs> time they, they won they won against Millwall. Um, yeah, I mean, th- that was that. was that One nil down. We, you know, we, we seem to be sinking. But one thing I do want to mention, and I don't know what you think about this, Charlie, but I, I thought that Neil Harris, in terms of management and his tactical changes that he made... I thought we did really well today. I mean, we brought on Maguire Gwai, um, who, you know, went on to get the equaliser. Um, and that was quite a critical change, because Maguire just gave us a bit more of an edge going forwards than we'd, we'd actually had to, to that point.
5: I thought he was great, and I think when he has a good game, you can really get as to why we signed him. I think you said quite a few months back, after maybe like the Bournemouth game down at their place, that he does actually have something. Like there is this certain quality that he possesses that we haven't got a lot of in the team. Totally, totally. He's a uh, a
2: strong boy. He's a strong boy on the ball and he finished that chance really well So it was quite a tight angle or it looked tight from where I was sitting. I was a long way away
5: from it. But we were watching it and we sort of knew that he was going to go for it but we thought it would end quite disastrously. But um, I think the fact that he was even put in at that stage just shows that No, I don't want to make too many predictions about what Harris is like as a manager or what he's going to be like as a manager, but there seems to be something a lot more methodical and um, understanding of what people down here want to see. Totally. I mean, he,
2: he's clearly got an understanding of what kind of football brings the crowd into play. I mean, we wouldn't have seen that style of game under Ian Holloway in a million years, would we? I mean, the man just didn't have that connection with the crowd, the, you know, the, the, the direct style of football, with a little bit of nuance attached to it, will bring in the den as, as a factor. And it's a massive weapon that we've got that was just going to waste under Holloway.
5: No, oh, definitely. I, I don't even think we'd have got to the stage where we would have... Um, challenged Cholton to the point where they had the man sent off. I think it would probably been quite a routine defeat today under him. And if it wasn't, it certainly wouldn't have seen that kind of comeback. Because I no. don't think we ever actually won a game after going behind under Holloway.
2: No, we, we didn't have the drive and the energy. Interesting, I was just flicking through some of the Cholton websites just uh, ahead of you and me speaking tonight. Um, and it's interesting, well, what struck me and what clearly comes through from their uh, their take on it is we were first to the 50 50 balls all through that first, especially that first half. There was a 50 50 ball to be had, it was a Millwall player that was coming away with it. The knockdowns, the do and Williams were in there, it, the crunching tackles from Gregory and O'Brien backwards. We haven't seen stuff like that in, oh Jesus, a long time, Charlie.
5: Probably the last time I sort of saw a home performance of that calibre was when we actually played Charlton at the Den the last time, and I remember Fred. Yeah. starting much yeah. for the yeah. and just having that bite in midfield as you say because that's crucial in a derby
2: totally I mean Harris is certainly you know growing into the role I'm just looking through some of his post-match press conference comments I won't read them all out but one one here that I like is um, he says uh, this club is built on backs to the wall performances and coming out fighting and I will show them the squad what it means to play for Millwall I mean that that is that's manna from heaven isn't it That's, that's what you want to hear from a Millwall manager
5: yeah I mean the thing is with Harris and that it all seems too good to be true at the moment but I think what it is with us is that everyone needs to be pulling in the same direction at the Dem for us to do well and I think because of some of the things that Olaway used to say some of the things he did he never really warranted everyone being 100% behind him whereas I think Harris has shown the class already to kind of uh get people on side.
2: Yeah, I mean, he says here, I mean, another one I'm just picking out as as I'm listening to you, he says the players feel today that the fans are identifying with them. And I I think that's true. That was a real sense of unity between the team and and, and the crowd. Um, I mean, the noise from the crowd when that equalising goal winning was was like an explosion, wasn't it? It is a real sense of bonding that's going on at the moment.
5: Yeah, I think um, just because of how long we'd had to wait to win at home (laughs) <laughs> uh, speaks for itself but because it was against that lot as well it just makes it even more special and I think if you're going to sort of create a springboard if we are going to do anything with the small amount of games we've got left I mean we would end up looking at this as a turning point I think
4: yeah
2: I mean hope you know it's, it's, it's the hope that kills you we've left it late beyond late um, we're now into April six games to go now um, Watford next week going to be a tough game Charlie Watford at home they're, they're, they're at the top of the table
5: yeah well This is the first time we've seen evidence that we're capable of doing it all season, I think. And um, I'm under no illusions that it's going to be very difficult against a much better side than Charlton. But there's something to be said at any level of football, no matter how your season's gone, for just having good morale.
2: Good morale and trying hard, winning tackles, crunching into into 50-50 challenges, you know... um... If you do enough of that, then the luck's going to go your way at some point, um, and it's it's such a shame. It's a, you know it's a, it's a kind of a man-made disaster really, isn't it? one man-made disaster that we've got to this stage of the season, only to discover our Millwall roots, and
5: lo and behold, you know at the Den it works. I think so, but you know I'm trying to look for positives in it. And firstly. You know, I'm sure people have said to you as well that you know they admire the fact that Bellson was willing to pay the money to finally get rid of Holloway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But also, true. there is a sense that we might need to take a step back because this is the third time in a row where it's looked over the course of the season that we're just not cut out for this level, and maybe we do need to recalibrate and just sort of bring the youth through and uh, see where we go from there.
2: It's an interesting point. I mean, I, I thought both Lee Gregory and certainly Aidan O'Brien impresses me with his um, sheer enthusiasm. I, mean, I thought today wasn't probably as good a game for O'Brien as, as it was at Brentford last week. But you can't fault the boy for 100% effort, you know. Um, Who would you pick out as your man of the match from today's
5: proceedings, Charlie? would you go for out of, the, out of the group? Possibly Ed Upson. I thought he was fantastic and... Yeah. Uh, sort of raise serious questions as to why he's not been included much over the course of the season. I really thought that when he came in, uh, Holloway was going to try and build a midfield around him and Williams. Yeah, um, yeah. He had a great game and I thought Jimmy was excellent as well. And uh, one of the things with Jimmy is is that he, he, just, he doesn't just have an excellent ability to read a game, but he reads the kind of game that it is as well. He always seems to do well on the big occasion and never lets us down.
2: No, he's, he's he's raised his game again, Jimmy. I mean, he's he's the Mister Survivor, and I mean, he's the man they can't hang, isn't he? And you know, um, I thought today he he really did step up to the plate. I think you're right. He he's, he seems to have developed an ability to find the pass, which no one had ever seen previously from him. He's some of his balls forward are actually quite intelligent, and you know, been no previous side of that in his in his career. I, I thought Lee Gregory had really developed a, a, a what I call a really nicely horrible streak to his game. I, I, I read on House of Fun someone said that he's uh, clearly been coached by Neil Harris in the dark arts of the game, and I thought he did look a bit more of a of a nasty forward, the kind of boat that we we want down the den, little you know, getting involved, mixing it with the Charlton defence.
5: Definitely, I could see him giving Roger Johnson loads of shit from the beginning of the game. And yeah. I think you've got to do it. And, and you're right to say he's definitely learned that <laughs> off Harris,
2: really. That's classic, classic Neil Harris get under their skin, wind them up. I know at one point, I made a comment when I was doing the live piece earlier. I, I, I said that he's mixing it with the child defence. And we wouldn't have seen that a few months ago from him. It was a bit like a Steve Morrison moment, Charlie, you know, where um, he too was told to, you know, find that nasty streak and take, up, take it up a level.
5: That's right. Yeah, he he does look like a a different player now. I'm, I'm a bit gutted with the penalty. You know, I thought it was a poor penalty, but obviously things turned out all right. But from Gregory's perspective, I I do get the sense he's a he's a proper confidence player. So, I just hope something like that doesn't set him back too much.
2: Yeah, I I thought the same. I I also thought, you know, as, as he as he put, it was a poorly taken shot but in some respects that that atmosphere and that stage was the biggest stage <clears throat> that he's probably played on um in his career because i mean it's, it's only um august he was playing for Halifax Town wasn't he in whatever level they're playing in in Yorkshire and on league football so um you're right it was a poorly taken chance but cutting some slack I, i'd say because i mean that was probably the biggest moment of his football career in many respects
5: but I, th- I think anyone's capable of of taking a bad penalty it's just the, the real test is how he picks himself up from it, and um, again, I, I don't want to really you know go over the idea of relegation on a day when we're all feeling positive, but I think dropping down a level might do him a world of good as well.
2: It'd be nice to see him getting in amongst the goals on a regular basis, that's for sure. Whether that's League One or Championship, then um, you know whatever will be, will be. But no, I, I like the look of him. His, his game has improved visibly over the course of the season. You can now see why we pay quarter of a million pounds for him. Some of the runs he made today, Charlie, were really intelligent runs, I felt. Yeah, and I think from a
5: tactical perspective, he's benefiting from having a foil to the, to the point where or even looked decent when he came on because there was some kind of chemistry up front. Steady, steady. I can't. Get, <laughs> I can't be having that. <laughs> I, I thought he did all right work today. Um, probably the best I've seen him all season. I mean, he's, he's an infuriating player in many respects. He can't win a header
2: for Toffee, can he? Um, but he, you know, that said, he did make himself awkward and he put himself into the mix, and I think probably that's, I mean, the second goal, the winning goal, which was a kind of a ping-pong in around the uh, the penalty, and then was that actually put it away in the end, wasn't it? Um, I think uh, Mayhoff did play a role in that, like he scored the other week when he was
5: just there, and he causes confusion around him just because of his sheer size. Yeah, it's interesting about the goal itself as well, because I said at half-time we just... We just need that arsehole lucky opportunity, don't we? And I think that's what we got at the end, really. You know, just by being there, we managed to put it in the net
2: fantastic yeah i mean it's been five five long months i i was trying to think of a witty metaphor on the drive home to read out on tonight's show when i'm talking to you and all I, I could come up with somebody's done six months in prison has just got home and uh, gonna sleep with his wife for the first time in six months you know <laughs> that's the best i could come up with i'm not sure it's totally appropriate but anyway there we are <laughs> fantastic stuff charlie really appreciate your time mate you're welcome mate thanks thanks for coming back on the show and we'll speak to you soon yeah, cheers. Speak soon.
4: Achtung, Millwall. Leave your Millwall messages at 02081440232. Do it now.
0: When the red, red robin goes bob, bob, bobbing along, shoot the bastard, shoot the bastard, shoot,
5: shoot, shoot.
0: best for the train spotters. Even with our dreadful home form, no wins since October, you still can't beat us, you muggy fuckers. Anyway, that. But remember, um, South London is ours. Train slide. Who's the best team in London, son? <laughs> How you doing? Dale um, strain. to be honest today, um when it got into the second half, I never seen the first uh, goal coming through anywhere, never mind the second. Um suppose it's the first time I've had a bit of luck this season, um, pure buzzing. Um I tell you what, to explain football and the emotion of it, just just those Charlton fans silence at the end was just sheer class. So Brian uh, played well today, those start second half wasn't as much in it. But on the whole uh, Brentford on a day. Come on, you know. believe it? We maybe even do. You know? Possible, boys. Possible. Come on, your Lions Let's stay in this league and piss the FA off. He's he he. still doing his fou thing after games? I don't, I don't know. Are you are you still doing doing it or not? Um. If, if so, I've, I've got something to say. Get your shoes back. Back again. Nigel's back. Tell your friends. Guess who's back? Nigel's back. Guess who's back? Nigel's back. Me and Woolbeat. And our acts. <laughs> ah. Yes, uh, live fans. It's, it's Nigel the plane Spotter back. Um, I've had something of an in false absence of late. Uh, I was, uh, quite sadly incarcerated in a Greek jail for, um, a few months, um, after I was caught plane spotting in Athens. Um, I suspected I was a threat to national security. Um, I don't speak very good Greek. Um, they weren't very tolerant. So I spent a uh, short period of time behind bars in, in good, good Greece. Um, but, uh, back, back, back again for the first time. Um, I'll, I'll begin back from there. So, uh, and what, what game it was today? What a fantastic game. And, oh, a fantastic. Long, long overdue. Three points from Millwall. Um, I, I, I was a bit surprised when 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 Jimmy went off because I thought well, he was having a very very good game, but oh, it, 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 changed it did change the game. It did the game, didn't it? Um, a, um, a a great finish for, for for the first goal, and perhaps as 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 a gentleman holding a twelve-inch butt plug might remark, game took that well. Uh, that, that, that was a uh, that's my little joke. Um But he was, uh, yeah, he was a when the second, the second goal was well for for Holly, for for Holly, Holly who Holly Holly Belt, um, who for sort of that one here I thought it looked a bit offside, but sort of who gives a shit. Mill um, one, and it's 20 years since uh, Charlton, Charlton beat, beat us. So, so there you go, stick it up your ass. Um, and so yeah, so, so um, I, 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 I do seriously think you know. Uh, we'll have uh, um, me, me back out of prison. Um I, I think that uh, we have a real, real good chance of, of, staying up. Um keep the faith lines, fans. Hold on to the seat of your pants, because it's gonna be, be an interesting, uh, interesting rain. Come on, you, you, you lions. The lions, the
4: lions. Achtung, Achtung.
2: All right, a big welcome back to the show to Kyle Andrews on behalf of Charlton, um, contributor to London 24 Sport and voice of the Valley fanzine. Welcome back to the show, Kyle. Hello. I'm saying welcome back because you and me had a conversation last night, and I either didn't press record or I managed to collapse the recording, so we're having to do a take two. So I apologise and I appreciate you coming back over the, the painful subject of yesterday's
3: proceedings at the den. Like, to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure you have got the recording. You just want, want to make me suffer again, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I,
2: when we finished speaking, listeners, were, we, we had about a 20-minute um, conversation full of wit, humour and insight, Kyle, I thought, last night. Um, and I looked at the inbox and, oh, Jesus Christ, none of it's none of it's recorded. So I'm um, just double-checking as I'm talking to you now to make sure it is indeed recording as we speak. So um, I won't do it to you a third time, I promise you, mate. Anyway, we, we, we speak of yesterday's... Um, from the Millwall perspective, fantastic win over Charlton. From the Cholton perspective, a painful loss. Um, I mean, we, we said last night the game went in a series of phases for me, Con. I don't know if it's from your side. I thought Millwall dominated up to the penalty. Um, and from that point onwards, I thought Cholton, down to ten men, really came into their own. They really, really dif- defended well with ten men. And passed the ball out of defense quite well,
3: yeah, and no, I definitely agree with you the first twenty minutes, i was very very worried you're you're all over us um I'd like to think it wasn't, but it just, it seemed to be that we hadn't we sort of underestimated you a little bit, hadn't expected you to play with such with such a tempo um your pressing was was very impressive, and I mean you just couldn't get a hold of the ball um and you I mean obviously even before the penalty you had a couple of chances maybe you should have been should have been one or two up before then um yeah. but as you said. After the penalty save, um, we settled down a little bit. Um, I don't think we were at our best. Um, obviously, you know, we've been on a run of, of seven wins in nine before. Before the fit yesterday, where we we're playing some really impressive football. Yeah. Um, but you know, we settled down. Um, we stopped you from creating chances and then on the break um, we began to carry a little bit of a threat. Uh, so yeah, no, I do agree with you. We looked, we looked a lot better with 10, to be honest.
2: Yeah. I mean, that was, it's, it's a it's a trite point to me, but I, I did feel Cholton looked better at, at 10 than with the 11. This is a, a football cliche and it goes across the board I think many many clubs I don't know how Charlton perform against 10 we never look good against 10 men I don't know what it is maybe it's just the imbalance in the opposition it it just messes with people's heads but we there's the there's the exhilaration of the penalty and then the sending off from our side but the little voice in my head said we're probably going to struggle from this point onwards
3: and so it turned out yeah obviously I think maybe the penalty save took a little bit out of you um because you were playing with such a high tempo such a high intensity uh, so at a point Moke sort of lowered a few heads momentarily a lot of um, thought, uh, uh, looking through the Cholton message boards this morning um took a chance to have a read round
2: some of them there's a few online from the Cholton side questioning the penalty decision i, I in real time and at, 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 in that moment, I thought well that was a penalty it was it was a shot from Near the edge of the penalty area, as I recall it, and it, it seemed to be blocked by the uh Solly's hands, who was already carrying a yellow, of course. What did you make of it? Did it look like a penalty, um, from your side? See, live, I
3: thought it was a fantastic save from Solly. <laughs> Stick yeah. him in goal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's only, he's, only like five, he's only five foot three. It's uh, been maybe he's a great goalkeeper. Then, you know, it's to be honest you, live, it did look like a penalty. And I've had the chance to see it again now um, yeah. from the, the wonderful pictures at the Football League show you yeah. always have. Yeah. Um, and it it's it hard to tell. Um, but yeah, live, definitely, I had no problems at all. It looked like a penalty to me.
2: Few Charlton fans reading online seem to think that the referee was was a home referee. We we very rarely get home referees, so (laughs) um, you know if if he was a home referee, we'll grab him with both hands and um, cuddle him, kiss him, and um, you know marry him or something. Because I I, I didn't get a sense of a home referee. Although in Solly had mixed it earlier on, I think was on a yellow card. I think he'd come out fired up, um, clearly for the local Mm. derby, and that's what you need in that situation. But he'd drawn a yellow, rightly or wrongly. I think probably that was the, you know, it, the, whatever rights and wrongs of the handball. I think the referee was almost influenced by the sheer uproar that went up demanding that that outcome.
3: I think the problem with with, with the referee is that um, it's Mick, Mick Russell. Um, we've had him a couple of times before. Um, and. <laughs> To be honest, he was less than impressive. Uh, shall we say? At the oh, it's so they so polite. Carl, come on!
2: you on a wall show here, mate. You can even <laughs> speak openly. <laughs> I mean,
3: we're having a, a boxing day against Cardiff. Yeah. And it, I mean, he got the he got a big decision correct, which was sending off and Harriet, But all the little decisions, all the sort of fifty-fifties, seemed to go against us. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can I can see how it would appear so yesterday. I mean, it was it was a... yeah. It, it just seemed like that again. I mean, there was a incident. He, my big complaint yesterday wasn't necessarily the penalty, but just before half time, um, what turned Hoiveld uh, and chopped yeah, yeah, down for yeah. goal and didn't get a free kick. And to me, I'm thinking, right, it's only on yellow. That should be a free kick and at least it should be a second yellow. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that was my big complaint from yesterday, to be honest with you. My, my heart um, popped up into my mouth slightly in that
2: moment because, uh, again, it looked like, uh, you know, on other days and other situations, you can see that would have. ...worked against us. I mean, clearly from the Millwall side, we, that, if that was a lucky break, I don't know how you want to call it, but, um, you know, we could do with a little bit of luck, so, you know, we, we'll take that whilst it's on offer. Um, but I thought after the penalty, I mean, you're right, we, we were deflated with that. Um, it, it was a poor penalty, you know, in all honesty. Um, and our heads dropped slightly, whereas Charlton seemed to raise their game. I thought that was quite impressive in that situation.
3: I mean, yeah, as I said earlier, we weren't really at our best... Um, I mean, I I, I I don't know about how, from a mill perspective how well we looked. Um, I mean, we might have looked quite impressive, but as I said in that in that uh, the run we've had recently, we've played some really nice counter-attacking football. Uh, a couple of our sort of attacking players like Goodmundson and Watt have been totally unplayable. Yeah, and it just wasn't wasn't that feel yesterday. This seemed. I mean, they didn't play poorly or anything like that. They, they were still you know good solid performances from from Goodmanson and Watt, but they were just. A little bit sort of slower than they normally were weren't beating their man with with such a regularity um and you know yeah like i said earlier like okay fair enough we were defending a lot lot better but there just wasn't that spark going forward from us I mean, I think probably from the Charlton perspective, you caught us at the wrong time. I
2: mean, if you'd have caught us about a month or so ago, I would have, um, I think we'd just agreed to give you the three points and don't bother showing and play the game to avoid the humiliation. It was that Oh, bad. I don't know about that.
3: We, we still have found a way to lose you. <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, I, th- I think in that sense, you know, the time to have played Millwall was under Ian Holloway at the very death of his career there, um, possibly the death of his football career. Um, but now with the bounce of, you know, club legend in charge, and Harris has turned turned us from a, a side that was trying to play passing football. Perhaps a la, a la Charlton slightly. We've gone a lot more direct and a lot faster and more furious. And that's very much in our you know in our DNA, I guess. I think probably that's what Charlton wasn't uh, weren't expecting. I'm looking again through the balls. There's quite a few comments that. Um, you know, Charlton weren't up for it. I, I'm not sure I, I would agree with that. I thought Charlton were up for it, but once you had the setback of the sending off,
3: so it, 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 that's the problem. Whenever we, you know, fail to beat you, which is all the time, uh, there's always sort of, you know <laughs> these comments about oh we've you know we've, we've bottled it again. There's no fight. They're not up for it. But I, I think that's a. It's you know, <laughs> it's just an easy excuse to explain why we can't beat you. And B I, I don't think you can ever really accuse professional footballers. Of, of not being up for a game like that. <laughs> That's not, not my accusation against them from yesterday's the performance Why we lost. I think, you know, there was, especially with 10, there was plenty of fight. They yeah. were, you know, they were putting in a good, solid perform- performance um, defensively. Um, but it, it's just, you know, <laughs> a couple of of tactical changes that I don't necessarily agree, agree with. And just in the last sort of last 20 minutes, we defensively capitulated.
2: It's an interesting point in a way i mean there is this weight of history and i think it does weigh heavy on on charlton's shoulders and again reading some of the comments on uh charlton life i'm looking at, at the moment as i'm talking to oh, you. you oh you poor thing <laughs> I, I don't know the best ones from the bad ones mate so i've, I've just settled <laughs> on that i've just typed in charlton message board and there it is um it, you know message balls the world over i mean they're, they're full of the um you know the the weird and the wonderful aren't they and and, and, and then uh, there's the, the lone the, the lone voice of reason in there you know um but yeah there there is a weight of history, and I, I, it's an interesting point because I mean clearly since the return to the valley back in what was it nineteen ninety two I think it was yeah. um Charlton have probably played at a higher level overall in that period than we all have um prior to the you know in the previous years to a degree so but not quite so distinctly um the premier League years clearly have you know have taken Charlton to a a, a a different level in terms of crowd expectations and yet Various squads from different makeups, different managers, they still seem to carry this weight of... Um, I don't know what it is. Is it a defeatist attitude almost? It gets built up quite a lot from the Charlton side this game, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean,
3: Too much from your point of view, Cole, would you say? Well, no. I mean, to, to be fair, I, I do fully appreciate that. So, our rivals being Mill and Palace, you've got your... Both Mill and Palace have got your probably more important rivalries. So, you've, so you've got West Ham, Palace, you've got Brighton... Uh, but to us, these are sort of, you know, treated equally um, and are our main rivals. Yeah. Main, main so, you know, <laughs> I think it, it's unfair to say that they are built up too much because they're going to be um, sort of well, a rivalry or a derby is all about. Um, but, yeah, it's it's utterly bizarre that no matter what we do, we just can't find a way to beat you. No. And there's been sort of situations where it, it's not been a case, that you know, we haven't beaten you because we've not done well enough. It's just been things have gone against us. So if you remember the 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 four four a couple of years back where you know we were yeah, winning the game at the Valley, yeah. to die when then two defenders slipped and you've gone through and scored, and then there was a game in uh, November where Tudine's gone through on goal and God knows what he's done, but he's not scored um it, it just seems to be the case that you know it's it's either we perform absolutely abysmally or if we do perform all right just can't get the, the sort of the, the luck that we need, really.
2: I've, I mean, I've never... If there is a God, and I don't believe there is one, but if there is a God, I've never thought of him as a Millwall fan. But in this particular <laughs> fixture, for some reason, every time Millwall played Cholton, the almighty deity that may have generated the universe seems to put on a Millwall baseball cap, doesn't he? And, and he produces situations... <laughs> Like that, where you think, well, Cholton can't lose this one, uh, or they won't lose this one, <laughs> and yet, lo and behold, it, I mean, it, it's happened many, many times over the years. I remember a game back at the Den, the old Den, back in the late 80s, where I think Cholton were leading two 0 going into the, into injury time, and somehow we, you know, scraped it back to to each. It, it does seem to be a regular thing. It is most bizarre. It's one of football's little by stories in many ways.
3: It's it's quite odd. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there yesterday after we've gone well up, thinking, yep. Fine, it's ours. Great stuff. No chance. They're not going to get a goal here. They're wasting all their chances. I'm quite happy. And then, of course, we, we did the Charlton and completely capitulated.
2: Now you're looking at mid-table respectability, Carl. So I'm not going to feel too sorry for yesterday's, (laughs) um, you know, yesterday's outcome, um, because you're you're staring. Well, you're not quite. You're not in touch with the playoff spots, but you certainly you can look at them with, um, you know, with with kind of covetousness. Whereas we are desperately trying to claw our way out of relegation. Um, What do you fancy for next season? Do you think Charlton have got the the ammunition for a serious playoff challenge next season?
3: I think that the squad that we've got right now. Um, can definitely mix it. I mean, you know, we've, we've shown in the last few weeks that we can, you know, beat the the, the division's best yeah, teams. Yeah. Um, uh, but the issue is, is that it's you know, it's whether we can keep a hold of these players um, in this sort of network system that we're in with our own, our own Châtelet, Um It's a case of you know making profit and breaking even. And you know, it, his goals appear to be financially based rather than getting wins in a game of football. Right. Um, so, <laughs> I don't really want to, you know. Don't get want to take fight no, 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 no. Right now, but if we can keep the squad together and Doucet sort of changes his his philosophies, um, yeah, we you know we we have got we have got half a chance of, of 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 mixing it. But you know, I think given the strength of the teams up up there at the moment and the fact that some of them won't be going up um, and the, the, the wealth that the teams coming down from the Premier League will have. Um, I think it's probably going to be, you know, an achievement once again next season just to finish mid-table. I I mean, it's
2: a very, very tough division. I mean, you know, um, if we put aside... um Club rivalries. I mean, Charlton are probably well placed to be a a, a mid-table respectability club, given the the size of the crowds and the and, and the kind of um, the squad has its moments. But it doesn't seem to me as a, as an onlooker to have the depth required to compete at the very highest levels of the championship. You know, you're talking about the Middlesbroughs and uh, to a degree now the Bournemouth's even bizarrely, yeah, um, it's a tough league. It's a big money league. It's very much the Premier League's second feeder league now. And it's a tough place to exist. <clears throat> Clubs at our level, at Millwall's level, you know, you you are you are endlessly backs to the wall and, and fighting for for your life.
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely, even more so with sort of you know the new TV dim and stuff and yeah. parachute payment. Just the case if if you can get in there, get in the Premier League, then you'll be back in there pretty soon. Even if you come down, um, I, yeah. I, I like the look of your
2: goalkeeper yesterday, Kyle. Um I thought um Henderson I think his name is. I thought he he kept you in the game. The penalty save was, you know, had to be done. But there's one or two other chances that he, he he kept out and
3: I thought he was man of the match in many respects for Charlton. Yeah, he made a fantastic save just before. Just before yeah. our goal. I think he might have be been from Upson just from outside the air, he's tipped that was really a save. Um but yeah, he's been he's been key uh, recently. And you, he, men- you mentioned your forward Watt earlier on.
2: Again, I was looking for him because obviously he came in, you know, as a as a, as a man of reputation. I, I didn't think we we saw probably the Watt that you would know and 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 um, respect. Jesse, he,
3: he seemed to be kept quiet, largely speaking, overall the game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, he, his biggest strength is that he runs direct. He just gets the ball, head down, takes takes around a few players and looks centrally straight to goal. Um, but I mean. He only had a couple of runs yesterday, and yeah. most of them were out wide. So I thought you did you did very very well. And I'm not going to be bitter and say that he did that the the one time he had a direct run. Thought should have been sent off. You're, <laughs> you're, 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 you, that's the second time you mentioned it. You are bitter. You're a bitter man, Kyle. <laughs> <God. laughs>
2: I, I Another player that uh, say has his critics on the Charlton scene, I, I, I want to get your take before we close out. The the number six that came in, the big boy, BK I think he's pronounced, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I thought he did a job of solidifying that Charlton defence that was looking a little wobbly um, as we were throwing the ball forwards at them and once he came into the, into the game, I thought he looked a lot more solid with him than without him. But he seems to have his
3: critics around the scene. Yeah, I mean, he started the season really well and was sort of a bit of a fan's favourite. But recently, well, not recently, but during the the sort of the the poor run of form that we had where we didn't win for 14 games, um, he was all over the place, just kept losing his position, um, wasn't dealing with things as well he'd done earlier on in the season. Um, And to be honest with you, I'm not his biggest fan. But I don't really have any complaints with the way he played yesterday. Uh, won the ball in the air quite well. Did, did, I don't think he really put a foot wrong, to be honest. Um, I think my, my complaints defensively with uh, the man alongside him, Roger Johnson, I thought probably at fault, part, well at least partly at fault for both goals. Didn't get to header quick enough for the winner, and obviously the, the deflection off him for the, the first. I think he probably could have done better than just sort of you know let it hit his bot, body and roll into rolling to guy big atmosphere, big game you know for, for many of these players um i mean certainly from I said
2: earlier on uh, in, in a separate piece for Lee Gregory out our striker, mr penalty this in in some respects was the biggest stage that he would have played on, certainly the most intense atmosphere, and I think sometimes it goes to it it, it You know, players that would normally play more calmly in in more regular situations, it it makes them lose it slightly. And I do wonder whether that had an influence on the Charlton
3: side yesterday. Possibly. I mean, to to be honest with you, uh, the player that impressed me the most yesterday um, was our young defender, Joe Gomez. Uh, That's the first derby he's played in. He's only 17 years old. Yeah. uh, And he he hardly put a foot wrong. It's a big situation, Carl, and a big situation for a boy to come into. So, yeah. Okay, I mean, that that is
2: fantastic, Carl. I've, I've, I've... desperately checking the record button it is still recording so i won't have to put you through this agony again mate
3: <laughs> <laughs> i, I forgot it now
2: <laughs> we, we've moved on i really appreciate you coming back and doing this carl all the best no to you mate so. many thanks take care of yourself and keep in touch
4: achtung Mehlball
2: So there you have it, listeners. That's the show. That's Achtung Mill 42 after a massive win yesterday over Charlton Athletic. I thought we'd just close out with a few. Bits and bobs from around the message balls just to to see out today's show. East End Dave on the House of Fun, referring to that massive tackle by Nicky Bailey late on in the game, says he thought it was a 60-40 chance in in the Charlton players' favour and Bailey came fucking flying in like a steam train, says East End Dave. He won the ball and to the Charlton players' credit, they both jumped up and got on with it like spring lambs. Herlock-esque, says Dave do replies, that was probably one of the best tackles I've seen. It's moments like that that can really get the crowd buzzing. I was sat close by and you could really see the intent in his eyes. He went steaming in. No way was Bailey pulling out. And yeah, credit to both players for getting up and getting on with the job. Nez, speaking on the House of Fun, says, yes, we've got mill all back. Whatever happens now, the future is bright. Give Bomber the job, says Nez. Musket's Elbow, um, referring to the sight of Stevie Copple in the, in the den yesterday, in the exec lounge, ex-palace manager who's um, had a bit of a, uh, an issue with depression, I think, on a couple of occasions. I'm not sure if he's coming to the right club, in all honesty. Um, if you're suffering with any kind of mental illness, I'm not sure that the den's the place to be. But Anyway, um, says that Copple uh, has been approached to work with Neil Harris, um, possibly in some kind of director of football role. Uh, musket's elbows mate is his friend with Coppel's son and said this on another thread the other day. There's a chance that Coppel uh, may be taking on some kind of upstairs role as a mentor to Neil bomber Harris. Leechy the Lion referring to Ed Upson, my man at the match yesterday, says Ed was superb today. Why did that clown Holloway not play Upson? Good question, Leechy. Um, speaking on Twitter, number one seven Stefan. Uh, referring to Gui when he came into the game, says that Guay got called fat from the the someone in the West Lower, which hence the gesture when he scored. He came running over and showed the the chap the uh, the fat belly that he carries. Um, good reply, I thought it was quite a, quite an amusing touch. Charlie Richardson says that he also came over and cuddled the bloke after the game. So um, fair play to Maguire for a for getting the goal and secondly for handing that quite well. And finally, um, great to see Paul Robinson back at the den yesterday. Robbo posted on Twitter, What a feeling, thanks for the reception. Glad the roar was beaten by the sound of the roar that second goal went in. Well said, Robbo, great to see you back, mate, and wish you were here still. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. That was Achtung mool and my name was Nick Hart.
1: Melon, 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 Melon.